Remember that you can support the podcast via Patreon. The link is below. Otherwise, stay tuned for the podcast starting now. So on the podcast today, I'm joined by Busiro Vele, uh, the owner of Native Decor. Um, some people have known and seen his face on, on TV a couple of times, notably on, on Shark Tank and that. Um, so thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Um, so maybe one of the first questions uh, I, I have is, yeah, people probably have seen you on Shark Tank and then I think you were the first person to, to get an investment. Uh, and what's happened since Shark Tank? What's the trajectory been like? Um, yeah. So uh, that was in 2016, November 2016. Um, and since then, I basically left my full-time job at that point. Um, was the very next month that I left, and that was to pursue native decor as a full-time venture. So currently, we've you know managed to grow into a, a much larger company whereby we have our own uh, manufacturing facility out in, in Weinberg, Johannesburg, um, and we have uh, channel partners that we supply into, such as Take a Lot, Yappy Chef, Sando, Ebucks, Superba List, uh, and the list goes on. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a business that is now going from decor and corporate gifting into furniture and um, you know, various other homeware interests. And so one of the other things I also thought of is how do you stay relevant uh, in the decor space and corporate gifting, gifting space? Um, yeah. So that's a very good question, I think, because uh, it is quite a challenging time, obviously, for all businesses, but in particular, um, in the furniture industry and, and decor industry as well as becoming even more uh, even more so uh, you know the way that we try and stay relevant is that we watch what's going on within the trends um, and then also we you know without focusing too much on our competitors and we do like to keep abreast of, of you know what what's happening in terms of fast movers and new entries and all that sort of thing but on our part more than anything we, our strength has always been, uh, you know, being able to to make products and sell them at a reasonable price. So I think within any sort of market conditions, as long as you're always competitive on your pricing, you're always going to be relevant. Um, and I think the likes of Mr. Price and so forth have, have proven that business model. Um, so that's what we try to focus on: is making great product that is uh, accessible to everybody. As a someone that that in the, well, has started up a business and that, um, what advice could, can you offer to other people, entrepreneurs, and that looking to start up a business uh, in South Africa? I think one of the main things that I keep sort of hearing from you know, startup entrepreneurs or would-be startups is, you know, they always look at all the objectives or challenges such as funding, um, and also they take very long to develop products. That's you know, a lot of people are guilty of that. You know, it's, it's you've got to get into the mindset that you can't release the perfect product, and if you try to do that, you're really going to be a little bit too late on, on coming out of that product. You have to get to market as quickly as possible with whatever you've got, um, and I suppose the formal term that is a minimum viable product, which is essentially the best way to to start a business whereby you're offering a product or even a service which, which can be tested in the market in, a, in similar ways. So I think people need to, 
you know, sort of remove all the barriers, the fun, funding, funding objective is not, it's not real, it's really just, you know, um, something that we tend to make up in our own minds so that, you know, we don't have to get involved with this big scary thing right now and keep on delaying it. So, yeah, I'd say just, you know, go for it. Just do it. Um, bring out whatever you can today and let the market say what they're going to say and go back to the drawing board, improve your product, improve your service offering and come back again and, um, you know, keep doing that iterative process until you get it right. And then you, you just touched on a point there. What are some of the, the challenges you face uh, in your sector as a business owner? So I think within my sector, it's quite a capital intensive um, uh, process whereby you have to continuously, we have to continuously invest um, in machinery and things break and it costs a lot of money to fix these things or replace them. And, you know, your employees are not always fully aware of, you know, the cost implications on a small business to replace these things. So I'd say by and large, it's, um, uh, you know, being able to grow while sort of managing our um, our, our uh, expenses. Um, I think that's, I don't want to say straight up funding, funding is, is a big issue, but I think more than anything within the operations, you know, managing that funding, even if it's there, is quite a challenge. And then what is, what's a typical day for yourself? Uh, are you based in an office? Are you based uh, in a warehouse? What, yeah, what times do you have to get be at work? Are you flexible? Like that kind of stuff. So a typical day for me, I wake up um, between half past five and six a.m. and I'll do, you know, I'll have a little uh, gym session uh, at home. I prefer with yeah, having doing that at home because it sort of just centers my mind a little bit, no distractions, and then. Uh, I'll get ready for work and then off I go to work, get to about 7, 7.30 and um, do a bit of planning, you know, fill in a couple of gaps if there are any. So we're based in, uh, in, a, in a warehouse uh, environment and basically, yeah, that's, you know, that, that means that I'm very in touch with all of the processes that are going on here um, and able to, you know, jump in wherever I need to, where my staff need help and so forth. But um, yeah, so I come in and, you know, I'll, I'll do a bit of admin and, you know, get involved if, if I need to, when staff need me. But by and large, a lot of my time is spent on product development. That's the core of my business, you know. If, if I'm developing product, that means that the business has uh, got some sort of guarantee of growing because, um, you know, it's, it's literally quite, it's a, it's a volume game. If, if we can bring out more products, we'll grow a little bit more. Yeah, maybe in closing then, uh, what what would you say your biggest achievement has been uh, in regards to business so far? I think so far, um, there's, there's quite a few, but I'll narrow it down um, maybe to top two or three achievements. Uh, I think being able to secure valuable channel partners, um, and one of them definitely being the likes of, of two of them, uh, Yuppie Ship and Superbulous. Um, you know, not to say any of the others are not valuable, but these are uh, pretty core channel partners that have helped us to scale our business quite um, quite nicely. Uh, and also, uh, just you know, getting to the point where we are able to validate 
the products that we bring out because I think it's so important. You can bring out a thousand products per month if you want to, but there's no guarantee that you're going to sell a thousand of those. You know, so you know the trick is basically to to figure out which of those products are going to sell within the market that you're in and focus on those ones and then start creating variations of them and that's where you can really experiment with colors and shapes and sizes and so forth. Um, so I, I think getting you know, that right and getting our, our channel distribution right would have been two highlights for me definitely. Well, thank you for your insights into your business and that uh, and your time is muchly appreciated. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much, Darren. I appreciate it.